Joining us now from uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinics is their president and CEO, Steve Unterdahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us today. Certainly much appreciated. I'm sure there's a lot of things to do on a beautiful sunny day, but uh, for a, a person for you, I would imagine that means a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must admit, considering how windy and cold and yucky most of the spring has been, days like this um, stir my inner third grader, and, and it's all I can do not to go out and play. <laughs> You're not alone with that. Hey, let's. Uh, we have quite a few things we want to talk with you about today, and uh, I want to start off by talking about um, uh, gun violence. That has been the big topic, uh, boy, just around the country with a spate of mass shootings and, uh, boy, just the violence that has been going on really for the last couple of years, but come to a point, it's really come to a head from a political standpoint about now. Um, yesterday, reading the headlines in the Star Tribune, 10 Minnesota hospital systems declare a public health crisis due to the rising problem of gun violence. Now, though here in Northfield, uh, we're, we're, we're certainly not immune to that, but uh, we haven't seen some of the uh, violence that uh, have been witnessed by uh, some other cities. But uh, your thoughts, I guess... Um, and does Northfield Hospital have, I guess, a, an opinion? Are you with these other 10 hospitals uh, declaring the public health crisis? What, what, what can you tell us from an insider's point of view? So um, to start with, I, I agree with my colleagues from the big systems. I, I think it was important uh, uh, for the big system leadership to uh, say what they said. And I and I agree with them. I, I think uh, you know, outside of, you know, the, the political realm that this always ends up in, uh, you know, this, the kind of the straight up health concern is that this really is, if it was anything else, if it was a disease, we would see it as a, as a real um, um, health care crisis. I mean, there was, a I think, uh, maybe in that same uh, um, uh, Star Tribune article that I think you're referencing that they were uh, quoting uh, uh, Hennepin, Health, where a lot of the trauma in in this part of the state goes to, uh, had uh, identified that there there was a 50% increase in penetrating trauma injuries uh, since 2020. You know, when you know stabbings and shootings are, are 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 among those, and it's just it's 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 not just the things that make the uh, the news at night. It's just this constant drip of of uh, firearm violence that ends up um, really disturbing lots and lots of people's lives. And, and even though Northfield isn't, uh, you know, in the heat of the battle oftentimes, we're really taking a serious look at what do, revisiting the plans that we have in place and, and uh, uh, you know, trying to understand are there better and different things that we can be doing for the safety and security of our staff and our, and our guests. You know, keeping in mind that, you know, one of the, the recent incidents in Minnesota was in Buffalo, Minnesota, which is a very Northfield kind of place. I mean, it's about that size. Uh, you know, it's not in the urban core. Um, it, you know, so, so the, uh, uh, the potential for these things to happen nearly anywhere, I think, is elevated. Let, let's talk about the, uh, from, a, from an operational standpoint, uh, your staff, uh, I do you, if somebody comes in with a gunshot wound, I suppose it's in some ways no different than any other wound. But uh, as far as the doctors, the medical staff and personnel, are are they educated on ways to uh, treat, uh, you know, some type of violent injury like that? 
They are. I mean, the, the challenge in places like Northfield is that, you know, depending on the severity of the trauma that's caused by shooting, you know, we may or may not have all the resources that, that somebody might need. I mean, oftentimes they need to go into surgery relatively quickly if there are, um, um, you know, there's ble internal bleeding that needs to be stopped and all, all, all of that. Uh, sometimes their trauma is so significant that we need to really get them stabilized and in a helicopter someplace. But there's a whole variety. So we're set up about as well as, as uh, uh, you know, other community hospital emergency departments to be able to respond to that kind of trauma. The, the challenge becomes, if, as an example, if you get somebody that comes in with a gunshot wound, and this happened in a previous organization that I worked with, the next thing you have to think about, interestingly enough, is whoever did the shooting uh, may also be coming into your emergency room. So um, you, you can end up with situations where combatants on either side of an issue both end up converging on the hospital because they're injured. And uh, you know, so that becomes a whole dynamic that, that most of the time hospitals aren't, you know, that's not how we think, that's not, uh, our nor normal operations. So beginning to uh, think of ourselves as uh, A, the help people, but B, we're, we're the place people go when bad stuff happens and they can bring bad stuff with them. And so that whole uh, set of potential scenarios becomes part of what we need to do uh, to uh, as prospectively as possible think through scenarios and plans. So we've got a variety of, of of training and processes in place for staff that we're we're in the process of revisiting right now, um, and and we're also taking a look at you know what what is the what is the right level of security for our buildings and campuses. On one hand, we don't want to become a a locked compound. On the other hand, we we have a duty to um, you know protect our our staff and our patients and our visitors. Uh, and with this trend, and I think a disturbing trend, of uh, these events seem to be centered around so-called soft targets, so grocery stores and schools with little kids and, and uh, you know, medical centers and places like that seem to be uh, places that uh, are sought out in some cases for, for this kind of activity, which is, you know, terrifying and, and uh, really discouraging. But, but nonetheless, part of our responsibility is to think through, okay, if this is the world that we're living in, what do we do? Yeah. Uh, Steve Underdahl is our guest from uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinics, their president and CEO. I'm going to move, uh, kind of turn the page here, move on to the next item. Uh, Rich uh, Larson, our news director, and I were talking earlier this morning in, uh, about your uh, appearance here. He goes, this may be the first time since uh, Rich has worked here that we won't be talking about COVID. I said, no, Rich, we're going to be talking about COVID. We, we, we can't get away from it. Unfortunately, it's it's not gone yet. But, you know, we, we have seen that spike this spring uh, that uh, where there were a lot of cases, but it seemed to be milder cases than we've seen at other times in the last couple of years. We're heading into summer now. It's where people get together, mainly outdoors, as much as we can. But what uh, what are, what should we know heading into the summer season? So I, I think in general what people should know is that their, their, their general feeling that things are better than they were is right. Um, I think that should be tempered with the idea that as we continue to uh, you know, 
have to respond to this uh, pandemic. It's not over yet, and and some of the basic things that our precautions are precautions are still in place. So you know we've got new variants that continue to 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 come. Uh, you know we had the the BA uh, you know 2.1 uh, that, that is uh, spreading, but there's also a, a, a BA4 and a BA5 that had a negligible uh, uh, impact in the United States two weeks ago, and now uh, I think uh, as of Tuesday, the CDC said it are accounting for about 13% of the new cases. Doesn't seem like it's worse, but all of these seem to spread a little more quickly. So, you know, getting vaccinated, uh, getting boosted, um, uh, doing those, using those tools that we have, I think is the secret sauce. And, and, and if you're sick, be courteous to others, you know, stay away from people if you're sick. If you don't know whether it's allergies or whether it's COVID, get your tests, do those kinds of things. I think that can go a long way to making sure that our summertime together uh, with friends and family uh, is, is less impacted. Um, I think we may see that this, there's the potential for another spike going in, in, into the fall. The other sort of the good news, is, I think, is that you know we went for several weeks and we didn't have any COVID patients in the hospital. And then we started to see one and then one and two and one and two and zero. We've got zero today, but we've had one or one and two uh, all week uh, for the last couple of weeks. Most of those people, um, not just in our hospital, but around the, the state from talking to my colleagues, are generally people in the hospital with COVID, not because of COVID. Um, and and I, I think that's just a you know that's just an incredibly better place to be than than where we were. So it's not over. Do the things that you know to do. Um, and I think uh, you know we can look forward to uh, you know a summer that's uh, you know less impacted by this. Yes, please knock on wood. And while we while we're talking on that subject, what those, what's the latest with uh, vaccinations? Uh, I understand that the uh, has the uh, FD, uh, FDC. Um, uh, approved uh, vaccines for for young children now very close so okay. um uh, it's expected that the the sort of the final final will uh, happen uh, uh here yet yet this month for okay. the kiddos under 5 and so you know lots of people have uh, you know questions and and uh, concerns about uh, vac- uh, new vaccinations for little kids uh one of our pediatricians uh, Ben Flannery um you know has uh, uh done a series of short videos that are on our website answering common questions um, uh, that, that, that people have. And then if people have very specific questions, they can certainly reach out to their doctor or their, or their child's pediatrician. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, folks that are over five, um, you know, we're recommending that you, you, you kind of keep on schedule, get your boosters when you're um, recommended to get them. Um, again, the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, efficacy of these shots tends to wane over time, we think. Um, uh, but like we were talking about a couple minutes ago, still seems to really be doing a good job of keeping lots of people from getting seriously sick to the point where they need to go in the hospital, like was the case a year ago. So, so again, if, if, if you're uh, uh, up for a booster, uh, you know, we encourage you to get one. If you have questions, reach out to your doc. Um, and specifically, if you have questions about uh, vaccination for these littlest kids, 
um, feel free to you know uh, jump onto our website and and you may find some resources that are helpful there or give us a call we're happy to walk you through it all right let's uh let's move on to some some items i want to talk to you about that are specific more specific to uh, northfield hospital and clinics and that uh first of all you've uh made some upgrades and changes in your electronic health records uh system tell us about that yeah, you know, it's interesting that, that, that electronic health records are one of those things that sounds so inside baseball and techie and and uh, probably uninteresting, uh, <laughs> but it really is one of the sort of organizing tools of how medicine is is done today. And it's 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 a really big deal for medical centers. It's really expensive. Uh, uh, EHRs can cost. Uh, what we used to spend on buildings, uh, uh, you know, just for some perspective. And we're updating our medical record system. It's really what we used to manage all of our patient records, plus a lot of the the health information. Um, We've been working on this for about a year and a half. We're in the final training process. Um, What I would say to our our patients and our public uh, is that, you know, it's going to take us a little time to get up to speed. So anytime you get a new piece of tech, it goes a little slower at first. So you might find that, you know, the appointment that you used to have that took 10 minutes takes 13 minutes. Um, And uh, I would encourage you to be patient with us. Uh, You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get better as we go. The analogy that uh, one of my colleagues uses is kind of like getting a a brand new cell phone that's got different features. It's not like you're you don't know how to use the phone, but it takes a while to get accustomed to it. Um, so again, it might be things might be a little slower for a little while, but uh, um, uh, we will uh, will catch up re- really quickly. Things like 911 service and that kind of thing will not be affected, uh, you know, or delayed. So uh, folks shouldn't be concerned about that. No, I look up my uh, my health records uh, currently and my appointments and anything else I need to know on the uh, My Health. Uh, platform that the hospital uses, and I really like that. It's pretty handy. Will that be changing, or be uh, anything different uh, along uh, for the uh, user interface on our end? I, I think ultimately, yes. The, the the idea, as I understand it, is is that those things will all uh, get um, uh, uh, updated and easier to use as well. So, so I think the the the, the march of technology in in recent years for almost everything is um, ease of use. And, uh, you know, you and I are of an age where we remember back where, you know, you had to be a, a computerologist to run your laptop um, and, and, and it's migrated from, you know, really this is a tool that should work for you and not make you become an expert in it. And so th- this technology is uh, evolving along the same lines. Northfield Hospital uh, Presidents and CEO uh, Steve Underdahl is with us. We're talking about some of the things going on at Northfield Hospital. You know, you've uh, through the years you have expanded the uh, services that you offer. You know, we talked, I think, last uh, uh, within the last six months about the uh, wound care center that's got uh, so much uh, attention on a national level now. Uh, now you've uh, kind of gone even further than that into a spine care and have some specialty uh uh i guess it's some specialty services from your orthopedics uh, department about that uh let, let's talk about the spine care yeah we we uh started a new uh clinic at our orthopedic uh and rehab uh, uh services clinic the one on jefferson road uh really around uh uh spine care and back pain issues 
that people have it, you know, it's something like, you know, um, four out of five Americans have some kind of back pain of some sort or, or another. Um, and so what we've put together is a, a team of, of uh, physicians and, um, and therapists and uh, some surgeons uh, that we're consulting with uh, to, to really assess people's condition and help develop treatment plans for them. So, so many of these conditions really don't require surgery. I think that's one of the, the fears people have is that if I start going to the doctor about my back thing, it's going to result in a back surgery and I don't want to do that. And, and lots of them don't. Um, uh, so we've got two uh, really experienced uh, physicians, uh, uh, Dr. Monty Sepper and Dr. Jeff Mellon, who've been doing um, uh, uh, spine assessment and treatment planning for a number of years. And then we've partnered with uh, Twin City Spine Center, who's um, bringing down two spine surgeons uh, to see uh, patients at our orthopedic clinic. They won't be doing spine surgery here in Northville. If somebody would require surgery, they would go to one of uh, uh, Twin City Spine Centers to do that, but they're available, especially to help people evaluate, is this something that requires a surgery or does not? And again, most of these, these folks uh, don't. And kind of like the wound clinic uh, that we've talked about before, Jeff, you know, the, the number of people that live with this sort of chronic and persistent um, uh, pain and uh, disability relative to their, uh, to their back pain and spine and uh, neck issues is a lot of people. Um, and, uh, and many of them can find some relief by getting the right combination of assessment and therapies. Uh, Steve Underdahl, once again with us. Uh, Steve, we're going to let you go here in just a moment or so. I want to ask you one more question. You know, last, uh, oh, about a month and a half ago, I dropped off a number of books that I've been saving for a couple of years at the Northfield Arena for the uh, book fair. The auxiliary brought it back. I was so impressed that a literal army of volunteers were there. It was like uh, you know, one of those anthills where everybody's just running around doing something. It, uh, By all uh, measures, it looks like the uh, Auxiliaries uh, Book Fair has been a success this year. It was a great success. And, and uh, you know, we owe a tremendous gratitude to that uh, auxiliary group that does this. You and I have talked about this before, that, that uh, it's it's maybe a, a uniquely Northfieldian thing is that a, a, an army of volunteers with really specific sets of skills like library science skills uh, can organize such a thing. I mean, they, uh, and it was also very reinforcing to have one of these lovely traditions that we have here in Northfield back. Uh, and, and they had, um, uh, they raised a record amount of money um, and, and the money goes to, to uh, uh, be of assistance to the medical center uh, in a variety, you know, we, they fund projects uh, from uh, almost every year uh, with with this money, so so our, we are extremely grateful to our uh, colleagues at uh, the auxiliary. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, Steve, is there anything else? Uh, I, I'm out of questions. Anything else you'd like to pass along? I, I you know, the only other thing I I would say is that you know, as this uh, pandemic is as uh, hopefully sort of grinding on, but coming to a, a little bit of a close, that I, I just want to recognize. Our healthcare uh, workers. Again, this has sort of evolved from a frantic sprint uh, to an exhausting marathon in some ways. And I just can't overstate the gratitude that we have for the folks here at NHC and really selfless efforts. The work's hard, it's 
stressful and unrelenting sometimes. And I sincerely believe that these people and their colleagues around the world are really this generation standard bearers for public service and that we we all owe them a, a, a debt of gratitude. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we get a little breather here. Yeah, absolutely. I'd echo those sentiments. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for coming on with us uh, today. Much appreciated. And we'll catch up with you maybe uh, at the end of summer. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Underdahl from uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinics.